MSW Media. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of The Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. Welcome. <laughs> the way we usually both start, and then we both waited this time. <laughs> Welcome back. One of us has corona. It's me. <laughs> Again. That's really like twice in a month. I saw that you, everyone on the internet was like, I bet you've just been positive the whole time. When like the way you literally haven't. No, I know. And I didn't really realize that that was even a narrative that was going to come into play. Me either. The things that happen on the internet never fail to surprise me. I just didn't realize that people were going to think I was positive the whole time. But I think people also didn't realize that I'm sick. I think people mm-hmm. thought that I just took a positive test and was like, whoa, oh my God. crazy. But no, like I'm sick, sick. Because if I had been positive this whole time, I don't think I would be Like you would have been getting weller, not getting worser. Yeah. Nobody listening to this take that as medical advice or fact. I don't, I'm not going to Google it. Don't. Well, I people feel like were in my DMs like, that's not real. And I was like, I actually have no idea what part of what I said wasn't real. So I'm just going to go ahead and delete all that. And they never answered. <laughs> Return to sender, I think. is It's just going to be better for everyone involved. I also feel like one thing I hate about the future, meaning the time we're in right now, mm-hmm. is that it's impossible to Google things. I feel like so often when you Google something now, you just get so many ads and then like weird blog posts that someone has hired someone to do really good search engine optimization for yeah. where it's like actually not factual at all. I, I don't even Google things anymore. I look things up on like Reddit, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. Britain. Britannica, and like that's pretty much it actually <laughs> i just post shit to my instagram story and wait till somebody credible responds and then i delete it when i have my what i want <laughs> that's the thing that i always say whenever people in like real life are like oh my god you have tiktok followers that's like what when they ask like if it's fun to have that to me that's the number one perk is being able to ask people for advice and recommendations yeah. and get like very immediate unbiased opinions and usually from someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about yes i used to do this shit on my personal instagram story all of it the podcast the tiktoks everything my friends and family have never been happier that somebody got an internet following back in the finsta days i used to make videos and this was before they allowed you to upload long videos like the limit was 15 seconds so i would literally post like 10 in a row explaining customers i hated at work and like what they did and i'd be like and then she fucking ordered the steak medium rare and then she yelled at us for cooking medium rare and it would literally be like a saga i should try and unearth those (laughs) 
didn't you also have a private snap story where you'd gossip about people and people wanted oh no 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 no. i would talk about like teaching and talk about like random things i remember one of them was that i had these two students that were dating and they were trying to get their classes switched so they could be in the same classes and i was like very much in favor of it because they would really motivate each other and honestly they're still together to this day so hashtag no regrets on that but i was like posting about the saga and people i think that's what you might be thinking about yes so if i sound like i'm dying at any point i'm not did you get whatever they gave trump if i get covid i want whatever they gave trump i'm on motrin body by motrin here today body by motrin and purple gatorade cut this part out but speaking of body by motrin i have a meeting with my sales manager to look at all my merch he doesn't know that that's what it's for but <laughs> quick sync few questions for you not urgent holy shit i can't wait to hear how that goes so welcome to teacher quit talk <laughs> i forgot where we were for a second we're talking we're talking we have quit so we collected traumas from our patreon subscribers and we're gonna read and react to some of them i tried to pick up the cat and it ran away oh the cat someday the cat's gonna make a special guest appearance i think i picked one i didn't read it but i skimmed it you always have good ones so <clears throat> let me start out by saying i went to a really small Christian school where we often had to combine grades into one class because each grade had like eight kids in it. That seems like a lot to me. Like not like a lot of kids, but like you piss somebody off, everybody's gonna know. You know, (laughs) I don't think it's healthy to have that few kids in a grade. There were schools like that where I grew up and it was drama city. So now there were definitely lots of problems education wise since all of our subjects integrated Christianity into them and would omit certain subjects due to controversy. Due to how the universe came to be and anything to do with our reproductive organs. But by far the worst experience I had at that school, oh, this is a student. By far the worst experience I had at that school was with my eighth grade teacher. Our school was so small that we just had him all day in one classroom except for specials. At first we liked him because he was quirky, but soon we realized the quirkiness was just the beginning of the craziness we were about to endure. We later found out that right before taking the position, he was fired at another local Christian school for similar shit. He used to meow at his desk and sing songs like a cat while we tried to work take quizzes, etc. He banned the use of the word garbage and he used to pull students out of class to tell us that we were not pleasing God with our attitudes. Literally every other teacher loved our class so it wasn't us that was the issue. He blamed me and no idea why for the rest of the school hating him and confiscated my private journal and read through it without my consent. Now in my journal I vented about frustration with him but it was my private journal. Instead of blowing my top at school I was using healthy venting to deal with emotions. Next thing I know I'm called in from recess early. Yes, we still had recess because the school was so small to find him, the principal, the senior teacher, and my mom at a table waiting for me. (gasps) I had no clue what was happening or what I did wrong. They scolded me for half an hour about how disrespectful I was to have written these things. It's literally your private journal. What could you possibly have written? We skipped over the fact that this man is meowing and not letting you say the word garbage. Neither of those things are really bringing that much harm. But I feel like they're indicative of many more concerning things, you know? And then meanwhile, he's like inflicting religious trauma on you and regular trauma by reading through your journal. What is happening? It says, and how I should never have this journal at school because other people could read it. No shit. You mean like the people in this room? Like the the adults who did? (laughs) This you? Um... 
They clearly went through my desk without my consent, and I can't imagine what else this teacher did to other students. My mom knew it was all BS because I have always been a teacher's pet, and she knew I have a right to write whatever the hell I want in my own private journal. We just decided to let the issue go because it was only a few weeks before we graduated, but I will never forget how horrible that teacher was to me. I'm not a traditional teacher, but I'm a dance teacher, and I could never imagine invading a student's personal and emotional space like that. Oh my god, they submitted it at 11-11. Oh, that's lucky. Make a wish. I wish this teacher bad things. Not the one that submitted, the one that meowed like a cat and wouldn't let you say garbage. What the fuck? I want a list of everything else. Yeah, I want more. Because there's no way you could have those two weird things and not have other weird things. Yeah. I mean, I like always felt weird even going into or looking into a child's desk. It just wasn't for me. People would be like, oh, go get that out of so-and-so's desk. And I think that's why I got so upset last year when my kids were stealing from my teacher bag all the time because I was like, you guys, I don't go into your desks, but you're going into my bag. It feels yucky. I remember one time this girl left class she said she didn't feel good and I was like okay go to the nurse love you feel better and then like two minutes later the office was like hey Mr. Dacted is so-and-so in your room she needs to come to the office immediately and I was like oh is her parent here to pick her up she's with the nurse she didn't feel good and they were like no the police are here and I was like oh okay I was like so she left to I would imagine not to the nurse now I'm putting together um and then they found her I don't even remember what it was it was nothing that serious that's why I'm telling this story and she didn't have like charges against her. I think she skipped school and they thought something might have happened, but it didn't. So they wanted to talk to her about it. I don't know. And it was the school police, not like the police police, but like not the usual school police, like extra ones. But anyway, I digress. So they find her. She's in the office. Then one of the school police officers (laughs) comes down and is like, hey, is her stuff in here? And I was like, yeah, her backpack is right there. And he asked me, he was like, oh, she needs her laptop or something like that. And he was like, can you get it? And I was like, no, it's her backpack. And he literally looked at me like I was insane. Yeah, just take her whole bag. He was like, just open it. I was like, I don't want to open her backpack. And then I opened it and there was a vape inside. Oh, jeez. I just just gave him the backpack. I was like, just bring her the whole backpack. She needs the the whole thing. I was like, actually, the bell's going to ring soon. So just take the whole backpack to her. Yeah. And speaking of vapes and backpacks, one of the few administrators that I have respect for that I worked for, one time a girl went to the nurse and was legitimately sick. So he came to come get her stuff to like bring it to her so she could go home. And he was looking through a backpack to try and find her phone because she was asking for her phone to call her mom. And then he found a vape. And I remember he just sighed and goes, God damn it. And then she came in to come get her stuff. And he goes, hey, when I was looking for your phone, I feel like I might have maybe possibly seen something that I know you would never bring to school. So I know I would never see it if I maybe possibly decided to look in your backpack tomorrow. And she was like, yes. Yes. And then just left. There's like that argument that like your backpack becomes school property once it's in the building. Like that's what they used to tell us in school. And I was like, fuck it is. Yeah. I feel like unless there's like an immediate safety issue pressing, like there's nothing that's that important, especially not your personal journal. No. Okay. Sorry, this is so long, but I needed to get this off my chest. Don't ever apologize. In 2017, I began teaching English 1, a mixture of sophomores and juniors, since we had a separate freshman campus. My first two years, my students were for the most part well-behaved and I loved them all. However, I'm a young, moderately attractive female. Don't be shy. I bet you're really attractive. (laughs) 
She's like, I'm a six at best. I'm a I'm a Indiana six, a New York four. I know where I stand. <laughs> that mixed with teenagers with raging hormones led to some awkward situations that I had to nip in the bud very quickly. But in the beginning of the 2019-2020 school year, I quickly noticed two of my students continuously staring at me and I caught them making inappropriate gestures on more than one occasion. However, one day during the bell ringer, I see them laughing again and again, making inappropriate gestures, this time at their phones. They're passing them around to the other kids and that's when I decided to intervene. I asked what was so funny and everyone got quiet very quickly aside from our two boys who kept snickering. They told me to check my phone. I was confused when I had a notification for an airdrop. I didn't even know what that was at the time since I'd never even got one. Airdrop is like the apocalypse of high school. Baby, you gotta turn that on. Contacts only. (laughs) It was a picture of me from college dressed as a sexy cowboy. I had no clue where the picture came from. I immediately called another teacher to watch my room and I went to one of our vice principals. She helped calm me down from my panic before walking me back to my room and escorting the boys out. It became a silent reading day. I eventually figured out the picture had come from my high school slash college Twitter account I had been locked out of. I scrolled back and was horrified as I realized there were pictures of me drinking underage, spray painting a road sign, and stuff I generally didn't want my students to see. But it got worse. It didn't take long for students to tell their parents and parents to complain to the school board. My Twitter account had seemingly spread across town in a matter of days. A week later, I was put on an involuntary investigative leave. Admin seemed sympathetic, but more concerned about parent opinion and donations. Shocker. I was heartbroken. I was made to believe the school was a community that watched out for their own, but I suppose my blood was too fresh for their loyalty. That first weekend of not working, I began to get calls from unknown numbers. A lot. The voicemails were strange, like someone had used AI through a McDonald's speaker. Most of it was incomprehensible. I also received four separate cow boy hats in the mail. I honestly freaked out. Someone was messing with me. I had been pushed past my breaking point. It was a mixture of humiliation, anger, exhaustion, but mostly disappointment that my students would do this. From what I could tell, it was several people involved, but I'm really not sure. I hate to think a parent would be so petty, but it's almost worse if it was one of my students. I ended up moving back to my hometown. I felt beaten down and broken after two and a half years. I've wanted to teach my whole life, but I wasn't prepared for this. I work in a warehouse now, making little less than I did. I want to go back to teaching, but I don't know if I could handle it. That is so sad. That's awful. I feel so bad for her. It's like that thing they always tell us about digital footprint, but it's also like everybody has a digital footprint now. If you're locked out, if somebody hacks a private account or whatever. Or even like she said, locked out. Like I have an old email address that I have no access to that like if there was an account linked to that email, like I would literally be fucked. Didn't we talk about this last week with Sunny two episodes ago to the people listening the president's gonna have oh, an OnlyFans yes that's what I was saying like that's our next glass ceiling is a president whose nudes have been leaked especially the generation above us don't really understand that like they're still like slut shaming people for sending nudes instead of just being like it's actually a problem that somebody would leak nudes less of a problem that you take it I also feel bad like in the moment it's so hard to know what to do I feel like walking out of the room showed those students they have more power than her. And like that showed how ashamed she was. When like, Mm -hmm. to me, when a kid crosses a boundary, you have about 15 seconds to set your boundary or else you can't set it later because teenagers don't have frontal lobes and they can't do long-term decision-making. So you have to do it right away. Like if that happened to me, I would literally be like, oh, do you want me to stalk you on the internet and I can send it to your parents? If anyone shows that photo again, that's what's gonna happen to you. And like, not to say that's better or would have solved it, but I can just so see 
how like that happens to you and your body goes into fight or flight as anyone would and it's just like yeah I'm not cut out for high school because I would have just cried no you gotta cry like the second they leave the room you gotta hold it for like a little bit (laughs) I would have I can't there's something wrong with me the psycho teacher in me literally would have started online stalking them on the projector (laughs) and been like this you is this a can of worms anyone wants to open yeah I used to party I used to be fun before you all ruined me (laughs) now I'm lame and boring you just have to out crazy they're crazy that wouldn't solve the parent part but I think it would make the kids afraid to keep digging i mean they should be i mean who cares if you dressed up like a sexy cowboy in college i bet the costume was lit you probably look so cute you should insta that right now matter of fact yeah no i think i bet she looked great damn it i wish sexy cowboy had been a look when i was in college but space cowboy didn't come out till later it's never too late for you you're right Switch this theme of your child's birthday party. Perfect. Oh my God. (laughs) In solidarity with our listener. Do you want me to find one? Yeah. Can my AirPods stop trying to connect to my phone? That's like not what we're doing right now. Ryan always tries to connect to the Apple TV. Who would want that? I do when I have the baby sleeping next to me and I want to watch the television without waking her. It's a beautiful invention. Oh, I'm going to start doing that in like the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes. (laughs) It's on every night, 12 to 6 a.m. Uh-huh. Why not? You could do anything we have a lot of private school girlies on the the patreon y'all getting that money they get paid less than us it really depends i know of a private school that the starting teaching salary is a hundred thousand dollars but <gasps> you are required to have like a ton of experience and like a gazillion references and it's like the hardest place to get hired apparently i bet okay i found one it's really long okay. you ready i'm excited yes okay hey y'all i'm gonna be submitting a letter that i wrote to the superintendent of the district that i left last school year in order to ask advocate for my students and expose their abusive administration. Before I get into the trauma dumping, love that. Before I get into the trauma dumping, I want to say that I love you both. You guys make me audibly laugh out loud almost every episode and I feel like we're besties. Not sure if that makes me a complete loser, but I just thought you should know. We're the losers. Literally, I was thinking about this today. Most people have parasocial relationships with influencers. I have parasocial relationships with my followers. Tyra Smile, that's my parasocial relationship follower. I would take a bullet for her and I know she'd do the same. I have a significant number of people that I DM, but I only really DM with people on Instagram. TikTok, I have like my, I know the profile pictures, but I don't even know what their little names are. Mine's just like comments. I don't even DM the people that I like know and I should reply to them. Ugh, I love talking to people I don't know on the internet. Anyways, continue. We love you. Um, anyway, I've been wanting to submit my story for a long time, but I guess I second guessed myself because I knew it would be long, but I feel like it needs to be shared for the sake of everyone who was put through this, especially the kids. So some quick background before the letter. It happened at a Title I school in Maryland. I'm obviously going to change the name so I don't get sued. I spent six years at this school and thought I was going to spend my entire career here because of how much I loved the kids, community, and staff. But then we got a new principal and everything changed. I ended up getting a job in an entirely new district teaching seventh grade English. Mind you, I taught first grade for six years and my bachelor's degree is in early childhood and elementary education. So I had to take a test to become certified to teach middle school. I never had any desire to teach secondary, but I was so desperate to get away from this principal that I was willing to do anything. Mood. Okay, I digress. Here's the letter. Enjoy. So this is dated June 14th, 2022, just to set the tone. Before we read that, I want to put a trigger warning for physical abuse, emotional abuse, lots of different types of abuse within a school. We're going to read a submission I would say it's like semi graphic but nothing super super graphic that's gonna like keep you awake at night in my opinion but if that's a sensitive topic for you maybe skip ahead a couple minutes yeah retweet 
Dear Dr. Superintendent, they like put that in there. I don't think they fully addressed it as Dr. Superintendent due to the change in font. I'm going <laughs> to gather that this is a placeholder. Just wanted to make sure we all knew what that. What if they this- did? Dear Dr. Superintendent, first of all, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. Dear Dr. Superintendent, I'm writing this letter as a response to something that you said to the staff at Blank School when you came on June 8th to speak to us about the budget. You stood in front of all of us and said that if you were aware of an abusive situation between an administrator and student, you would do something about it. At first, hearing this statement made me angry and my first reaction was to write a letter to the local newspaper. Instead, I assumed that you were aware of what has been occurring at the blank school over the last several months and since no one at the board office cared to do anything about it, the next step that made sense was to make sure the community was made aware. After reflecting, I thought maybe there was a chance you really did not know about everything that happened at our school this year. I also remembered the last time someone wrote an anonymous letter to the local newspaper about our district you told us to come to you first with our concerns before going to the paper. With all that being said, please let me share with you about the atrocious behavior of the administrative team at Blank School over the 21-22 school year. As I write this, I have already resigned from my position at Blank District, which was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. I loved my job with this district and every other year of my career up until this one. My reason for leaving was simple. After this school year, I had to ensure that I would never return to work in a toxic environment that was created by the current administrative team at Blank School. If you look at the amount of staff that have transferred or left the county completely after the school year, you will find that I'm one of many. We are not leaving because of the kids. We are not leaving because of the community. We are not leaving because of better opportunities elsewhere. We are leaving to escape Miss Evil. I'm assuming again, that's not her government name. And her abuse. Our conscience cannot handle another second after watching her emotionally abuse staff and students and physically abuse students and then watch her get away with it time and time again, no matter who we report the incidents to or who we call for help. As you know, many of our students come to school and view it as their safe space, but now it has become yet another area of their lives that they have to be in survival mode at all times because of the leaders of this school. People that are supposed to keep them safe are abusive towards them. The staff that worked at Blank School under her leadership is just as traumatized as the children. Dr. Superintendent, when I tell you we are done, I mean we are done. We are done watching her withhold food from nonverbal special education students as punishment. That has been illegal since like the 30s. That's like in general illegal. That's not even just like out of best practice or- It's not even like, oh, it varies by state. It's like different depending on grade. It's like, no, that's a like- No, that's like a crime crime. Crime, like jail. Yeah, holy fuck. We are done watching in horror as she forces an autistic child into a room where he is in obvious distress by shutting the door and holding her entire body up against the door so he cannot get out. Again, crime. That is a crime in all 50 states and probably most countries. Yeah, that's really fucked. We cannot stand another day of being riddled with guilt over her letting a student go home on the bus after saying they want to hurt themselves and she decided to not complete a threat assessment because the school counselor was out of the building. This family ended up withdrawing their child from our school and many others have been doing the same. We are done witnessing her use physical force, not CPI approved restraints on children who just need to be de-escalated. We are sick to our stomachs hearing her make jokes about students who say they want to end their lives. Her response, why doesn't he just do it already? Why do you oh work here? God. There's so many people in education that like literally go work at like 7-Eleven. Like, why are you here? Like, that there's no reason. 
insanely bad. We are done feeling unsafe in our workplace because she allows students and parents on the premises who have made threats that have been reported to her over and over again only for her to react when she is the one being directly threatened. We don't know how to respond when other students start saying Miss Evil only suspends the black kids after witnessing their black and brown peers being treated differently than their white peers. Is this the type of reputation you want our schools to have? We are tired of reporting things that she is doing to our students and crossing our fingers that she will finally be held accountable for her disgusting actions only for nothing to happen. Even parents have made CPS reports about their children coming home with bruises on their body and nothing has come out of it. Can you please explain to me how a teacher at blank school was accused of physically harming a student and then escorted off campus that same day and did not return for the rest of the school year? After one accusation, he was investigated immediately. Seems a bit hypocritical of this county to hold classroom teachers accountable for their actions, but not administrators. We are tired of watching some of our colleagues become targets of hers, and administrators should want to help teachers and staff reach their full potential. When they see someone struggling, they should offer their assistance, guidance, especially novice teachers who are just getting started in the profession. Instead, the staff walks around on eggshells every day wondering if they are going to become the next person that she is out to get. She singles certain staff members out by treating them differently than the rest of the staff. People have even witnessed her watching security tapes and laughing while people are in obvious distress. We are afraid to ask for help and advocate for our needs and advocate for our students because we know that it could result in a target on our back. I could go on for pages and pages and pages about what we endured this school year at blank school. These are only the major issues that have occurred, but there are so many events that have made going to work at this school this past year feel like we are going into an abusive relationship day in and day out. People are terrified to speak out because they are afraid of retaliation, especially those teachers that are still left after this year. Those that have tried to speak up to the board office are then immediately cornered and belittled by Miss Evil. It broke my heart to make the decision to leave because my heart is truly with blank school, but sadly I had to take the first job offer that I received to ensure that I would not have to come back to work in such an emotionally abusive environment. Who wants to work in a school or for a district that makes you feel like you do not matter and allows horrible treatment to continue on? I will be honest with you that I also became very resentful towards this school district for not doing anything to hold her accountable. We're hopeful after a meeting with Dr. Human Resources in December, but nothing came out of it. We felt very defeated and had no faith in the process that was supposed to help us or keep our students safe. Miss Evil is not an administrator because she enjoys helping children and educators reach their full potential. She's an administrator because she likes having power and control over people. She says so herself by claiming that she is queen and that the school is her castle. I'm scared. An improvement plan is not going to fix this. She needs to be investigated and held accountable for everything she has put blank school community through. The students, families, and staff members deserve better than this. I am truly worried for those that are stuck there because this is far from a safe place to work and attend school. Blank school needs strong teachers and they are leaving in droves because of the current administration and it will only continue to go downhill. Enough is enough. Please do what you promised that you would do when you stood up in front of the entire staff that day. The safety of this already vulnerable population depends on your next step. Sincerely, baddest bitch. I'm assuming you signed your government name on the actual letter. And just so I don't have to leave you wondering, here's what happened after I mailed this. That was my next question. I love the thoroughness. You really are the baddest Mm -hmm. bitch. (laughs) First, I attempted to make an appointment with him to read this to his face, but he would not reply to me, so then I decided to mail it. They did not reach out to me for weeks after I sent it, so I reached out to the local newspaper because my next step was already to send it to them. Honestly, good of you for giving it a couple weeks. I would have dropped it off myself and given him 48 hours and put like a projected timer up in their like driveway. Like a Batman villain. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting in my car putting the timer on their front yard. Oh my gosh. Where was I? 
Like magic, the same day that I emailed the contact from the paper, the board office called me, basically just asking me not to go to the paper. No one listening will be shocked to find out that they blamed the teachers at the school for not reporting it. We did, multiple times. The principal is a family member who works for the local CPS reporting department, and I'm <gasps> certain that she was pulling these strings for her. The principal is still at the school doing the exact same shit. No, uh I'm thriving in my new position, but my heart aches for my old students and colleagues who are still stuck under this dictatorship. It took me half a year to feel like I fully recovered from the trauma I endured last school year. Fuck the education system and fuck everyone who protects abusers like this, especially entire districts. The kids should matter more than anyone's reputation. Holy shit. Told you that was a rough one. That is horrible. It's bad. And I'm not surprised that they blamed the teachers. No, of course they were like, oh, well, you guys didn't report it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we've never seen CPS fail before. Never. That's And the fact that like, it's not even like, I would say like lowball abuse, like I had at my school where I was just getting like screamed at and gaslit. This is like very, very obviously illegal documented. Anyone would agree that this is abuse. Like I don't see how yeah. there's space for gray area. I get with some of the things that I reported, it's like kind of people have different perspectives if you weren't there it's hard to tell but like this it's like x y and z happened and that's a federal crime right oh my god <laughs> i can't even like wrap my mind around it i wonder where this is like is this like a teeny tiny little town and like that's how they kind of get away with this shit like I, it says this happened at a title one school in maryland so i don't know rural urban suburban, suburban whatever because all of that exists in maryland but yeah that's interesting because back when i was doing before we had teacher quit talk and i would like sometimes read people's submissions on stream i got so 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 fucking many from one county in Maryland. What was it? Prince George County Public Schools. Like hmm. so many kids and teachers from there. And I think like one person found me and then sent like, I'm guessing that's what happened. But so far, my two examples of Maryland schools are not good. That freaks me out that that could happen like this is and yet another reason why i'm so afraid to send jay to school because shit like this happens um before we hear another story we're gonna listen to an ad bye love you this person wrote us like a poem shall i read the poem absolutely okay you ever had a student try to poison another fourth grade it's spaghetti day boy is allergic to peanuts Girls next to him decide he's annoying them. One puts her trail mix in his spaghetti when he's looking away. Kid spits out spaghetti when it crunches. He is rushed to the nurse with his EpiPen. He is okay. Parents tried to sue. And she put a heart. That's like, obviously the one kid was wrong for trying to poison them, but depending on how old they are, they don't really know what that means. They don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like children mischief, you know? Yeah. They don't realize that messing with somebody's food is like the worst thing. <laughs> I'm sure they do now. I'm sure their parents and their teachers and everybody let them know, like, that's what they're going to point to when they're like 35 years old is like, back before I knew that you don't touch people's I food. I almost committed manslaughter. Yeah. Literally. A wonderful teachable moment that could have killed someone. Many teachable moments could have killed someone. I would say many moments where someone could have died are teachable moments. You know what? Retweet. My last school had a no peanuts, like no nuts rule, which teachers and students and parents would always try to get around, not realizing that I'm allergic to nuts. You are the nut allergy. Like that sign is to protect you. Yeah. But when somebody opens peanut 
butter or peanut butter or something, I instantly start being itchy. So one day I'm like bawling and I'm having the worst day ever. And my coworker from across the room goes, do you want a Butterfinger? And like holds it up. It was horrible. Oh, they were trying to so be there for you in that moment too. I know. I And I wanted to say yes. Of course you did. I'm <laughs> surprised you didn't need it. I wanted to be like, oh my God, thank you for trying to cheer me up. Hang on, I'm trying to get through to find one that's a little, I don't know, not as heavy. This one's kind of crazy. Let's get into it. Okay. Y'all, I've been waiting for this one. I am a first year teacher in Alabama. I graduated college in May and applied and interviewed for lots of jobs after graduation. I wanted to know that I would have a job going into the summer, but that usually isn't how the cookie crumbles. I remember it well. I found a charter school that had a really beautiful vision and mission about empowering black scholars. I applied and interviewed and got the job on the spot. I accepted it quickly and was so excited. I barely heard anything from the school all summer except for a cookout they were having before school was just the beginning. I made sure to go because I wanted to know if I could get into my classroom and start setting up or just to know what grade I was teaching. When I got to the school for the cookout, I asked about when I would be able to get in my classroom and was met with a couple blank stares that I wouldn't be able to get in until after the first day of PD. Whatever is what I thought. So it's the first day of work and I couldn't sleep at all because I had no clue what to expect. We were all meeting in the cafeteria and I found my seat. Luckily I was teaching second grade which was what I wanted. We were all seated with our team and I began chatting with mine. We found the map of the school we were given and second grade was placed outside of the school. When our head of school got up to speak, she informed the school that second grade would be in trailers. We call those portables. And the school would wrap their arms around second grade to try to ease our discomfort. We were also upset about no one telling us prior to the head of the school telling us in front of all faculty. I went in the trailers during the cookout and thought there was no way a class could fit in there. Anyways, we finally get to go out in the 100 degree heat to see the trailers. They were disgusting, filled with furniture, and my trailer had no AC. Oh my god. Over the next week, I had to beg people to help take the furniture, not for my classroom, out of the trailers. Oh, I'm, yes. Yes, this yep, is this is ringing bells. <laughs> I could only work for 15 minutes at a time before feeling like I was going to pass out in the heat. I contacted every admin member about the AC and no one gave me an answer. You got to email the parents. That's what I did. Hello, my name is Miss Redacted. Your child will not have AC on the first day of school in all caps purple. Unless Technically, you don't put it in writing, I guess. Technically, you say it when they're there to pick their kids Send them up. like a voice memo or? I would tell them about that at the same time that I would say, I don't care if your kid does homework or not. That would be the thing that I tell them when nobody's in the room during back to school night. Anyways, um, they just said it would be fixed before the kids came. During our PD before school starting, we were given no curriculum, no materials, no manipulatives, and no guidance except how to do a 30 minute long morning meeting and a 10 minute number talk. Oh, you were at a charter school. You were at the charteriest of charter schools. We also didn't have a principal or counselors. We had a culture director for a school of 500. Oh my god. I'm so against shit like I'm having this. a trauma response. I'm so traditionalist. We don't have a principal. We have a Shut the fuck up. Who's in charge? <laughs> school starts and I don't even have a key to get into the building. I only have my trailer key. The trailers were behind the school. Well, you don't have a room in the building, so I don't know why you'd ask for that key. I don't think that's relevant to you. Yeah, you don't need the bathroom. The trailers were behind the school and there were 
two doors in the back. My team had to send a message in Slack anytime we wanted to get into the building. One time, all fourth, second grade classes were waiting to be let in for lunch for 15 minutes in the Alabama heat in August. I expressed my concern to admin and nothing happened. I think I got a key a month into school. The trailers were terrible. We were given huge tables and chairs that barely fit under the table so that when my kids sat in the chairs, they couldn't really fit their legs under. That's what I had last year. I had giant chairs last year that my kids literally sometimes would have to sit sideways because they couldn't scooch under. I wasn't at a charter last year, but I digress. One time I got the baby desk in my room. Not all of them, but just like a few of them. It was the elementary desk. And I was like, why is this even here? Yeah, right. I was like, would you drop this off? <laughs> wrong, wrong room. Wrong school, probably. <laughs> I was like, wrong building. Like, who the fuck ordered this? Yeah. <laughs> we were climbing on top of each other, and I had no storage space, no counters, no filing cabinets, nothing. My brain goes, where are you going to put them during a lockdown? Because I'm traumatized. Oh, my brain went to like, ooh, you could get an Ikea bookshelf. <laughs> I went home goods, you went trauma. Uh-huh. <laughs> I went to the head of school and expressed my concern about a couple things. The huge tables in my room, my kids walking out of the trailers in the morning by themselves, with Carline driving through the back of the school. They didn't even fix the traffic. You can't have cars driving on the campus. Oh my God. No one letting us in the building. My kids having no access to water, etc. She was so political and would give me fine answers but do nothing about it. None of those things got fixed except for getting me a key to the building. We would have a faculty meeting every Wednesday after school until 4.45. The head of school blamed us for taking the time during PD before school starting to work on our rooms so we had to have meetings every Wednesday. Wednesday. One meeting, the head of school stood up in front of every faculty member, told us that if we wanted to quit, we should. She went on a long rant about people complaining and told us to leave if we didn't want to be there. I felt like everyone wanted to be there, especially for our scholars. I loved my babies. They were my babies. And her saying that hurt me. She took me expressing my needs, not even wants, they were needs, as complaining. Everyone felt like that. One teacher stood up and expressed how she loved the mission of the school, but she felt like we were straying away from it. She told the heads of school that we want to be here and that it hurts when she just tells us to quit. She was honest about the mistakes happening and lack of support that everyone felt. There was no support for teachers and we were expected to just handle everything. A lot of teachers backed her up and told the head of school that it was hurtful for her to say that. The next faculty meeting, the head of school scolded us for the meeting last week and said we would never have one like that again. This reminds me, two years in a row, we had have this big ass survey when I worked for a charter everybody took this survey and like the percentages were live or die like they would lay out every school site and like put the percentages for the questions for each school site side by side and you'd have this thick ass packet so you'd take the survey and you'd be honest or whatever and you could write feedback and months later they would send the information back to get synthesized and then we would have this meeting and like it was a huge competition like who's more satisfied who's not satisfied which school sites like all of this stuff is it an anonymous survey yes this is one that was anonymous there was another one that was like anonymous and it'd be like what's your grade level and it's like you can tell exactly who I am my favorite power move ever is whenever I give negative feedback on an anonymous survey I sign it off with please feel free to contact me with any questions and put my full government name and my email address you are so different than I am 
<laughs> but so we have this survey and one of the questions every single time is would you send your kid to this school and both times it got like abysmal ratings like horrible ratings because the school day was so 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 long and it was so 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 academic so mm-hmm. like I wouldn't inherently want to send my child to kindergarten or a TK that's 10 hour days yeah that's pretty pretty not developmentally appropriate <laughs> but the principal at the time would spend that entire meeting lecturing us that if we didn't feel like we wanted to send our kids to school that we weren't invested enough in our students like made us sit and do a timed journaling exercise on what it would look like if we behaved like we wanted our kids to go to the school where we worked every single day and I was like that's so insulting because it has nothing to do with our school culture it has just has to do with how the school itself is set up like I know that no school's perfect but like 10 hours is just too long in my opinion for her to be like lecturing us oh it pissed me off to no end and I felt it was so insulting and actually one teacher who worked with me heard me say that I wouldn't send my kid to that school she was so pissed because I said that I wouldn't send my kid to a place she sends her kids and I was like well honey you work here like if I worked here and I had a kid I want my kid going where I go I don't need to get childcare. like it's a different circumstance like you're making a logical choice just how when I received this survey I made a logical choice Yeah, like, it's nothing against you. And obviously, like, it just pisses me off. And this really, like, flared that up for me to be like... My old principal, in one of his faculty meetings, screaming slam poetry moments, he said he was like, if you wouldn't send your child to this school, then walk out the door and quit. And he asked a couple people, like, you don't send your child to this school. Where do they go? (gasps) It's such a personal decision. I was sitting in my little auditorium chair. And I was like, I am so fucking glad that I don't have kids because I could not give you a decent answer to this question. And I know you're not going to ask me. Because I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I would send them to this school in regards of like, I really like where it is. This is where I am. I feel like it's a safe environment. But I was like, there's a lot of things in this school that I would not send my my child here. And I was like, and I went to public school and had a terrible experience. I'll probably send them to like, I don't know, one of those weird nature schools. (laughs) Forest school. (laughs) Like, I get what they're saying. Like, everybody wants to send their child to a place where the teachers accept them as like their own like take care of them as if they are their own and like I do and like I felt like my colleagues did I just felt like the structure of the school itself wasn't my favorite they're treating it like such a black and white question when it's so nuanced yeah because people will have multiple children and send their children to different schools based on the kids needs yeah I understand what they're trying to get at but I don't think it's an effective way to get the information they're looking for because it brings up so much personal stuff, nuanced stuff about your parenting, stuff about your kit. Like it's just too nuanced for you to really have it be a valid survey question. Yeah. And at the time I didn't have a child, nor did my principal have a child. So as she's yelling at us, it's like, I'm bitch, like, you don't even know. You don't even know. They really thought they popped off with that question too. It was really frustrating. And like that's like this principal being like, these people have valid concerns. It doesn't mean that they want to quit. Anyone that says like, oh, just quit. Like be so for real especially because it seems like these people really believe in the mission of the school and they're just saying that like we need to refocus on the reason we're all here and like it sounds like the head of schools is taking it really personally rather than being like Hmm. maybe they have something to this so oh boy after a month i started to ask about curriculum some of my kids couldn't even read 
Our curriculum coach didn't do shit. She knew nothing, sat at her desk doing nothing, and would get upset at everyone over everything. She had her assistant, who had been working at the school prior to her, do everything for her. She required us to turn in lesson plans, couldn't even give us an answer about any type of curriculum. I asked her for a curriculum map once. She said she didn't do that. That wasn't her job. What's your fucking job then? When we finally got literacy curriculum, most of our materials were missing, and we didn't have enough student books. We didn't get math curriculum until November. This was my first year of teaching and I didn't even have maps or curriculum. So I keep going to the head of school about this stuff and she's so confused that the curriculum coach couldn't give me answers. Now this was the head of school's first year and the curriculum coach's first year at this school. They had both worked together for the state. The curriculum coach was lying to the head of school about the support she was giving us. She was telling the head of school that she was coming to our rooms to give us phonics instructions. She never once came to my room. I haven't even talked about my class. I love them, but I had major behavior issues. In the beginning of the year, a couple of my kids would have major screaming meltdowns. No one would come to my trailer to help the kids calm down or help them regulate. I couldn't get anything done, and this would happen because it was so loud. I expressed this issue, and nothing was done about it until the culture director saw me crying after school because the curriculum coach yelled at me. He gave me his number would occasionally come out to the trailer when I needed him. There were no standards or stages of discipline other than in my classroom. One time during lunch, two boys not in my class were going under the table and showing each other their private parts. Their teacher took them to the office and they all got a a warning. No call home, no punishment. I could go on and on, but my fingers are tired of typing. I ended up quitting and the process of that was so annoying. They begged me to stay, but I couldn't do it anymore. So my charter school finally got a principal in October. My kids were punching holes in the wall, throwing chairs, etc. And I had no one to send them to until October. Anyway, every teacher had to do an evaluation, normal stuff. I signed up for a time. Our principal highlighted the fact that we were able to choose and that was important to her. I signed up for a time in November. The day comes and she just doesn't show up. Doesn't email me to tell me. I hear nothing from her. I am so busy. I just kind of give up. I ask her assistant person who wasn't even her direct assistant. She just chose this woman to do her stuff. (laughs) I want to interview this lady. I want to hear what she has to say. I asked and told her the principal didn't show up. She was overwhelmed because she was doing a job that wasn't her job and I didn't get an answer. Poor assistant that's just chosen to do her stuff. (laughs) A couple weeks later I get an email from the principal that says please enlighten me as to why I have not observed you. I'm annoyed and email her that I had signed up for November at whatever time and that she had not been there. I told her I tried to reschedule but wasn't given an answer. She replies that's unfortunate you should have told me. Maybe I should have directly asked her but this theme of admin making mistakes and the blame falling on teachers was too prevalent. I apologized and rescheduled. Girl Send her a screenshot of the Google Sheet. My team of teachers who were observed said that in their post-interview with our principal, she had told them to YouTube videos on good teaching. Literally didn't give them resources except telling them to YouTube things. Our head of school would say the same thing. She would tell us to YouTube things. This made me so upset because they were the ones hiring people who weren't certified to teach but holding them to expectations they had no clue about. Wow. YouTube is holding together our education system. Holy shit! Imagine if parents knew that it was just YouTube. There's vibes in YouTube. Oh my god. I have the feeling that I have after I finish a book. Like, and I'm like left wandering about the characters. I'm still in the setting. I was really sucked into that one. I'd love to read a book one day. I think we just did. I hate when people ask me what my favorite book is because the only book I've read. Oh my God, I hate it. The only book I've finished in the last, let's be honest, probably four years is the Sister Wives memoir. Then you can tell them that. I do. 
I'm like the sister wives memoir and they're like ha 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 be serious and I'm like that's the only book I've read I am so serious well that was a lot we should do this more I like the submission episodes and I think people are into it I do too yeah next week we have on a teacher and an aspiring teacher Ooh, let's see if we can get that that motivation and joy out of them I don't think we're gonna get that no I mean like we'll like beat the desire to teach out of them like they'll be on this podcast and be like never mind anyways this has been another episode of teacher quit talk if you would like to submit your story to us um give us money yeah four dollars please and then you can unsubscribe exactly on patreon cheaper than therapy it is and debatably more effective depending on the therapist we're comparing to honestly if you're getting better help right now you might as well just quit that and subscribe to patreon for a if month. you are getting better help therapy i'm gonna need you to log off and i'm gonna need you to open chat gtp because it's the same thing and it's free so you're welcome redacted is always coming in with the, the ideas free therapy via chat gtp watch the ai robot be like i think you should walk off the ledge (laughs) oh no (laughs) fuck all right fam we'll see you next time when we talk to that bright-eyed and bushy-tailed fellow alongside a teacher who did quit so this could be great or could be not welcome to the thunderdome we'll see you next week bye bye Just as a disclaimer, because I am someone who is actively teaching, everything on this podcast is my personal opinion and does not reflect my district, my state, my employer, my students, or my admin. Everything on this podcast was recorded on personal time, on personal equipment, and is a completely separate endeavor from my school district. Yeah, leave her alone.